God's people with your host, Dennis Beard, talking about present proceeding Word of God. Now we know that in the last days that Scopus shall come in, say, where's the promise of his coming? Well, we've known that for years. We see in Matthew 24, Mark 13 and Luke 21, that all these are the beginning of sorrows. And he talks about their kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, and there'll be earthquakes in diverse places. Well, always has been. There'll be wars and rumors of war. Always has been. But when you see all these things begin to come to pass, well, these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pangs for the church. That is, the woman in Revelation 12, there is a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, a moon and under her feet upon her head, a crown of twelve stars. Now that woman is the church. It is not national Israel. It's not Mary. Now, true, 2,000 years ago, that was the case. That's not present truth. We find that truth to be self-evident in Revelation 12 when it says that the woman and the remnant of her seed, the seed of the woman, that is the Christ generation, that is the ones that is referred to in Revelation 12. They are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And they keep his commandments. Those that love God keep his commandments. That's the Revelation 19.10. Man-child birth, which is Christ in the church, in the full revelation of Jesus Christ, to the measure, to the stature of Jesus. Now, those are the only ones that's going to proclaim, the, proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And, of course, then they shall come. Where are we now? Well. We're in the process of judgment. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. What does that mean to us? Well, God has promised that he's not going to shake the earth only, as he did in the days of Moses. And he shook the earth, and the shofar sounded louder and louder. Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. And God literally descended upon Mount Sinai. But this... In the last days, it's far, far greater. It's happening now in the preparation that God is doing now for those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And what is that? In Hebrews 12, the Lord said, He hath promised that He will not shake the earth only, yet once more He will shake, shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Now we're in the book of the Revelation. The shaking of uh, all heaven, the stars shaking, the sun turning to darkness, the moon into blood. Of course, we know these things, and they're very uh, important as to signs of the last days. Well, he's promised it. If he promised it and he said it, he'll do it. So he hath promised yet once more. He shakes not only the earth, but also heaven. For what purpose? that all that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. The things are the things of faith that are perverse things, not in the doctrine of Christ, not the truth. They had pleasure in unrighteousness. 
They had pleasure in perverse things. They had pleasure in damnable heresies. And these uh, truths that they hold to be self-evident in a trinity, but have denied the only Lord God. Maybe not purposely. Maybe with a pure heart thinking they're right toward God, but yet missing the truth. And they had pleasure in unrighteousness. Why? Because the God of this world has blinded their eyes. And if a person is deceived, they are deceived because they do not know the truth. And the bottom line is, the pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Well, it's the pride. That is the love of the world. The pride of life. The lust of the eyes. The pride of life there is the things of this world. Man labors to bring forth money to buy cost of services and goods, and thereby the more they have, the more man praises them for it through the abundance of the things which he possesses. But Jesus said that it's hardly those that are rich will enter into the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Oh my, the disciples didn't know what to think. They said, who then can be saved? Jesus said, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And uh, he went on that Peter asked, well, what shall we have there for? We have suffered the loss of all things, and we have followed you. We've left houses, lands. We've left everything we had. Just as Jesus stated that that man must literally give up all to follow him, except a man forsaketh all that he hath. He cannot be my disciple. Now that's hard for some to receive because they're not wrapped up in the worldly cares. To do that, they have to divest themselves of that. We have done it here in this ministry. Sold out to follow Jesus. Do we have cars? Yes, but they're used for God. Do we have motor homes, gospel tents, trailers, tractor trailer rigs? Yes, but they're used for God. Everything that from that purchase on is for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we ask a question. Will this be used for personal gain or will it be used for the gospel? Then, of course, there are things that we need uh, there to keep up with news media and whatever the case is as we keep God first. But the balance is toward God. He that is rich toward self and not rich toward God will be cut off in the night when, when that judgment comes. The grounds of a rich man brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. Now that sounds like a good businessman. He didn't lie, cheat, or steal. He didn't defraud anybody. But the grounds brought forth plentifully. He was blessed. So he said, I don't know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns, my storehouses, and I'll build greater. Then he would say to his soul, there, take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. For thou hast much goods stored up for many years. 
That's like the Laodicean church of today. Stating in Revelation 3, we're increased with goods. We're clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. When they hear a podcast like this, they think, oh, that is superfluous. We don't need any of that. We don't need to hear what God is doing in a proceeding word of God. We already have it. We're clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. But the Lord will show that only those pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus will be the ones that enter in in the present truth. Man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's present truth. What did Jesus say to the church of Laodicea? Well, yes, I bless you. It's okay. We're all going to heaven. No, that's not what he said. He said uh, there that you're, you are naked. You're destitute. What? You're talking about a mistaken identity. That, that Laodicean church is much of the church today in prosperity gospel. We're increased with goods. God has blessed us. We're clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. Jesus said, you're poor, wretched, naked, and destitute. Wow, doesn't sound like you're going to make it. Then he gives the solution. I counsel of thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Now, the black horse rider in Revelation 6 is going to carry a battle, a pair of balances in his hand. And those pair of balances is like we have in a court of justice. But this is a heavenly court. Three measures of barley for a penny. Well, what are the three measures of barley? Well, a penny is a man's life. It's what he literally works his whole life for. And Jesus used that penny and said, uh, those that labored in the field all day that he agreed with them for a penny a day. Well, a penny there is alluding to man's uh, working for wages, his life income. And those that came in later at the end of the day, they said, we will work also. And Jesus said, we'll enter into the field and work. Well, they'd only been there a short time. And the last he put in the line first, and the first he put last. And those ones that came last, he gave them a penny. Well, the others that bore the heat of the day thought they should receive more because they'd bore the heat of the day. But Jesus gave them a penny, a man's life earnings, and said, well, I've, friend, I've done you no wrong. I agreed with you for a penny a day. Take that thine is and go thy way. Well, that's exactly what he's talking about there. And a man's life does not consist of the things which he possesses. And those that go to a prosperity gospel look for riches, thinking that gain is godliness, are deceived. And that is what he's talking about there in this prosperity church gospel that's taken America. Everyone believes they go to church, even though church attendance has dropped. But they think that if you go to church, you're going to be blessed with finances. And if you don't, you're going to be cursed. Well, when we take a look at the Laodicean church, that's exactly what they said. We're increased with goods. We are blessed of God. Gain is godliness. In other words, the God life will give you money in the bank. Which, when we see 
in Hebrews 11, the ones that the world was not worthy lived in caves. They had sheepskins and goatskins for clothing of whom the world was not worthy. They didn't go about in Armani suits and Mademoiselle Rolex watches and all of these stretch limos and uh, jet airplanes flying all over the world. They were in caves. They had forsaken the world and all that was in it. And Jesus said, except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Well, Jesus told the church at Laodicea, I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. That gold is the glory. Tried in the fire is our faith. Count it a joy when you fall into diverse temptations, though your faith be tried as by fire. If it can come forth as pure gold, you have to buy that gold tried in the fire. That faith has to be tried. And those that stand for God, that comes forth before the glory of God. At Rich Young River, there we find he went away sorrowful. He had much goods. There he could have been a disciple of the Lord Jesus, but he chose the world instead. The grounds of that man brought forth plentifully, and he built that greater barns. He said to his soul, Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Thou hast much goods stored up for many years. You have a good uh, stock bond, mutual funds, portfolio. You have a good investment portfolio. Maybe you have bought gold and silver, which you will find that it'll be cast into the streets because you can't eat it. And those that have turned to God, that are rich toward God, not rich toward self, well, here, well done, thy good and faithful servant. The ones that haven't, that built up great uh, uh, financial status, uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, uh, uh, they had great finances. We're going to find, apart from me, you, the work of iniquity. I didn't say it, the Lord did. And he states that, that man that he didn't lie, didn't cheat, didn't defraud anybody. But he built greater barns to bestow his goods. And he said, eat, drink, and be merry. But that night, the night of judgment, the night cometh. Work while it's day, the night cometh in which no man can work. Why is judgment? Iniquities abounding, level many will wax gold. It was in the night that a voice came from heaven and said, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. He lost his soul. Why? They'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We thought we were doing good and we had the blessings of God and turned out instead of that we love the world, the things of the world. That is the greatest deception there is that you can have the world in Jesus too. Jesus stated, you'll either love the world and despise God. You can't serve God and mammon. You'll hold them one, despise the other, love one, and hate the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon's money. Most have gone that way. That's the reason why so much in America has turned away from God. We're finding through the podcast and our live streaming and our trips to Africa have been very well received to the tune of thousands of ministers 
that have turned to the one God, Jesus, only doctrine of Christ because they're seeking and seeking and searching God for the truth. We have literally over a thousand ministers there and that only since 2012. And we're getting more and more so many ministers in that now we're looking to put, to put up and build a Jesus only training center there in not only uh, Kenya, Nairobi, hopefully somewhere in that area, but we can have a tub and in Accra, Ghana. And that does not dispel that we have many of you in Uganda, Tanzania, the, the DRC, the Congo. We, we are doing our best. But we're looking to place Jesus-only training centers there for you. Now, the ones that want to work in the ministry, certainly there is a call for the unity of the faith, for the body of Christ to come into one. We've given that uh, invitation out to many, and many in Africa and India, Pakistan, there have, record, have responded by the thousands. But very few in America. Then a few uh, there in Europe, uh, those even in Germany, and we thank God for you. But where are the ones seeking God for the truth? There we find that mostly in Africa and India because they're not wrapped up in this prosperity gospel. Not truth, some are. But the ones that are really seeking God, they are turning to the true God and eternal life because they haven't bought the lie that money is God and God is money. Mammon. If you hold to the one, you're going to hate the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, God and money. But we're told in the prosperity church world, you can. As a matter of fact, if you serve God, you're going to have mammon also. It comes right with it, but that's a lie. So those right now, in the revealing of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in your Bible, that God right now is separating the chaff from the wheat by judgment. When God puts judgment in the earth, men will learn righteousness, who he is. And it's a trial of our faith. Those that turn to God with all their substance, that are rich toward God and not rich toward themselves, like that, that the grounds of a rich man that brought forth plentifully. He pulled down his barns. He built greater. Not that he defrauded, lied, cheated, or stole from anyone. But simply he was rich toward self and not rich toward God. God wasn't in the plan. Oh, we can throw God a tithe, then you 10%. But when you put a balance sheet, make a T, on one side, put God. On your side, put the other. You've got God, how much is going to him, and you on the other, and that you and your family. And if we are rich toward God, we have interest in. If we're not, we're rich toward self. We hear thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. And that's the word of God. That's the reason. Few there be that be saved, Lord. And that's the reason he said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. Straight is the gate, and there the way to lead the life you there be that find it. Why? Because of the world. Because of the things of this world. 
the love of the world, if man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. And the world passes away with the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. We have to do the will of God. Now that is where we are now in the book of the Revelation. In Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter, to do the will of God is to be an overcomer. And God now is speaking to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches in the present truth. Now again, I've said it over and over, that on the 19th of January, 2019, I've only had three visitations from the Lord. Well, now four uh, there in 2019 in my almost 50 years in ministry that I know was a visitation, indisputable visitation from our Lord Jesus Christ that shook and changed the ministry going deeper. Well, on the 19th of January, 2019, I had such a visitation. While in Transamerica, Kenya, Africa, the Lord visited and said, Seal my people by my word, even as I send by angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now, that was a profound statement from the Lord that we are in the last of the last days. And it didn't come for any of our righteousness or uh, our righteousness or holiness that God did it. It's simply because we're servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pop the rag, shine your shoes. We're servants of the Lord. But he did state that. And many have heeded the call from Africa, India, Pakistan. We need to hear from you in America. Those that have an ear to hear. You have more downloads here in America than any other uh, country on the planet. Yet you haven't called. Yet you haven't worked with us. And I'm giving you a cordial invitation that we are to come into the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, and to a perfect man that we need to work together. God right now is calling to seal his people by his word, not just a little Sunday Sabbath. We're talking about present truth and the preceding word of God, that after you have received the word of God, then you're sealed. But that word of God is in present truth, going from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and that is progressive. As we see in Proverbs, Proverbs 4, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. It shines more and more. The closer we come to the coming of the Lord, the greater the revelation of the Lord Jesus will be, and the, the more intensity and frequency of his judgment will be made manifest in the earth. And when he does, it's for man not to be destroyed, but to learn righteousness. It's up to us. The burden's on us. Any man says the burden of the Lord will be cut off. The burden is on us. The Lord has already provided the leading of his spirit, Jesus in us, Christ the Holy Ghost in us, to lead us and guide us into all truth. The present truth is now flowing in the book of the Revelation, not in Pentecostal truth, but in tabernacles, in the Feast of Trumpets and ministry voice of Jesus going through the world. Those that have an ear will be sealed. Ones that do not will be left out. And we're talking salvation here. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shine. Present truth and the proceeding word of God is essential 
for their salvation being able to enter the kingdom of heaven. The ones that do not, they've been born again, but they didn't go on to do the will of God as an overcomer and be sealed in Revelation 7 doing the will of God. We see that in Matthew 7. Not all saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be blind or in. Why? Because they did not do the will of God. Jesus stated that. We want to make sure that we do the will of God. The word has gone forth. The Holy Ghost is leading us and guiding us. It's not our word. It's his word. And the Holy Ghost will lead us and guide us into all truth, not partial truth. In Pentecost, it was partial truth. We saw through a glass darkly. But now, we all with open face beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's all Him, by Him, and in Him. Nothing of us. But we have to walk in the light as He's in the light. And then and only then do we have fellowship one with another, the blood flow through the members of the body of Christ. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, continually. It is a blood flow that is contingent upon us in obedience to the proceeding word of God, not hearing, not only hearing the word of God, but being a doer of the word. Love not in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. These are the ones that keep the commandments of God. They love him. It's Revelation 12, the seed of the woman. That is the last day. Christ coming forth in and through the body of Christ. And they have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19.10, Revelation 12, we see that this testimony of Jesus in Revelation 14.12 is the faith of Jesus. It's the faith that was once delivered to the saints, but it's far, far greater and deeper than a Pentecostal revelation. The former reign was a mighty move of God, Acts the second chapter. But the last day reign of his strength will make that former reign pale in the glory that will be revealed in and through the body of Christ. We must enter into it. God's doing it now. There we need to hear from you. There also, the ones in Africa, you may, as some of you have had land you want to donate, uh, we need at least 10 acres of land to build a Jesus-only training center there. Now, we have plans to take an 80 by 260-foot tent to Africa, which will seat 3,000 souls. There, when we have the land, we then we'll ship, ship the gospel tent over to you and put up a temporary training center there under the gospel tent until we can build uh, with a brick and mortar place. We're not interested that much in brick and mortar buildings, uh, but for the word of God to go forth. So we will keep expenses down to an absolute minimum. No pile, carpet, stained glass, well, there's nothing of that nature. But they're a building for a central location where we can meet and have ministers' conferences and the word of God to go forth throughout, throughout the nation. Well, we look to hear from you there. If God has dealt with you and you have a witness in the Holy Ghost, your conscience bearing you witness in the Holy Ghost, please contact me. There, 
with the DBM, the Dense Beard Ministries. Please call, leave a number, and I'll get right back to you so we can meet and work together. Now, my area code, well, my country code is plus one. Area code, 903-746-4885. Again, that country code plus one. Here in America, area code 903-746-4885. Don't procrastinate. Straightway, let us hear from you. Now, we're praying for everyone that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.